welcome to the J Squared Horror Podcast, where two lifelong horror fans talk all things horror. Pour yourself your favorite drink and hang out. Here are your hosts, Josh and Jake. Hey guys, welcome to the J Squared Horror Podcast. I'm Josh. And I'm Jake. And on today's episode, we are going to be discussing... Scream 3, as well as Scream 4, directed by Wes Craven. I am excited to get into this, but before we get into the episode, what would we like to let anyone new to the channel know? As always, like and subscribe on YouTube. Yes, please help the algorithm in our favor. You can also find us on Spotify. Yep. Apple. Mm Mm-hmm. Google mm-hmm. <laughs> and Anchor. Mm-hmm. Also <laughs> on Instagram, J Squared Horror Podcast. Link tree in the bio. New episodes every Thursday. Every Thursday, two lifelong horror fans decide to get together and talk all things horror. Sometimes it's themes, sometimes it's movies, sometimes it's nothing. Uh, basically, we just want to open a line of communication between horror fans across the spectrum. Um, sometimes we insert ourselves into the movies. Sometimes we do, would you rather, I mean, there's a, there's a plethora of things that we do. We're just trying to be the most original horror podcast out there. And what we find out is we bring a lot of humor to it as well. So we hope you guys buckle in and enjoy our podcast. Also to go off of the link tree in our bio, we have two other things on there that used to not be on there. Those two things are www.jsquaredhorrorpodcast. If you are a director, if you are an actor, if you're a producer, if you're working on a short film, if you just want to promote an episode idea, anything like that, go to www.jsquaredhorrorpodcast.com. You can email us directly from that. It helps it be super organized. We get it directly to our email, and it's super helpful. Also on that link tree, you will find paranormalitymagazine.com. Paranormality Magazine is a up-and-coming magazine that talks about all things strange, unusual, and paranormal. Right now, they're doing a promotion all through March where if you subscribe with the code J2Horror, not only will you get 10% off of your purchase, but you'll also be eligible for a free T-shirt. I will pop the T-shirt up on the video, and I'll also put it online so you guys can see what you guys can get for free. I love free stuff. Uh, Free stuff is the greatest. Uh, You can also support them by buying other T-shirts or get the magazine, the magazine we are going to be in for the next three this one the next one and the next one so we're excited about that j2 horror at checkout 10 percent off of your purchase so scream three is jake's favorite horror movie of all time <laughs> in case you guys were wondering um it is a horror classic that is nothing like any of the other ones and it brings a lot of enjoyment to the horror community yeah so scream three is not very good it's not I'm not sure if you guys have watched it recently. If you haven't, keep it that way. No, go watch it on Paramount Plus. Um, It's free if you have Paramount Plus. I mean, but it's, I guess. I watched it. Okay, watch it. And then let me know how you feel about it. If you've seen it before and you enjoyed it, does it hold up for you? Or have you, you know, matured or matured? Matured. I think people say that. I hate that. (laughs) It's a mature way to say mature. When people have matured, matured and if you like it, let me know. Yeah, if you like it, let us know. If you hate it, let us know. Um, really, any reason for you guys to comment along and join our podcast. Um, but 
I don't know what the hell they were going for <laughs> with three. I feel like they bit off more than they could chew. Oh, excuse me. And um, I don't really care for the story. We talked about it a little bit towards the end of last week's episode. So if you guys are either new to the channel, this is the first, for some reason, the first video you guys see. Uh, we are kind of on a series right now. So we covered Scream and Scream 2 last week, and we're covering 3 and 4 this week, and then to be followed by the newest one. Um, we already covered five back in the, the history of the J squared horror podcast, but we kind of talked about this last week where we talked about how the whole Sydney Prescott, Maureen Prescott thing, uh, we don't really care for, yeah. and it is the focal point of this, <laughs> which I, we kind of forgot, but then obviously once you turn this on, you remember immediately. Um, so basically they're very much adults. They're very much into their own little roles in their own lives in this movie. And uh, you get the, um, yeah. Yeah, the, the whole, like, ghost, her mom thing. So. <laughs> That's weird. It's super, it's super funny you say that because, I don't know, it had to have been one of our first couple of episodes where I talked about, like, a scene from a movie that scared, absolutely terrified me through most of my childhood. Was that one of them? So I actually, oh, the I actually mixed up. I, as I rewatched it, I realized I made up my own scene okay. from this movie, which is where the bloody body bag walks across the outside of a window. That never happens. That did not happen. It's inside the house, and it's still a bloody body bag with the mother's body in it, which is a pretty terrifying concept, but you find out it's Ghostface and blah, blah, blah. But yeah. it it was one of those things where, as my child brain, I was no longer allowed or able to look outside of windows at night. And I still struggle with that to this day, uh, but... It's a made-up memory, so it, it doesn't even exist. Well, I didn't get about that one particular scene. Is So the voice is Sydney's mom? Yeah. Was that real? Yeah, it had to have been. But how did they get her voice? From back in the day. That little voice changer machine box that makes yeah. no sense to me? Yeah, they, he recorded it back in the day. So all you need is just the sound of someone's voice, and you can have them saying anything? Yes, I guess. So that also pisses me off about the Scream franchise. Uh, they've been using a voice changer since the first fucking movie. Yeah. Now, this is like the most advanced ghost face voice changing box thing. It is. <laughs> but, like, you should, like, they always have, like, these powwows and, like, this is how we're going to go about it. Here's who's helping. You know, you got Dewey in his in his chief slash sheriff role. Um, yeah, uh, code word. Use a fucking code word. For what? Or something that only the person that's calling you would know. Hmm. Make their a way because you, you know that, like, somebody received a phone call. Oh, but I didn't call them. Of course, it's kind of part of the movie or whatever. Yeah. The voice-changing box, other than the original Ghostface voice, which I'm obsessed with, like, I love the sound of that voice, shouldn't work. Like, the voice-changer should just change you from, like, me talking right now into Ghostface. It shouldn't change you to... It should well, not really be able to anybody. change you into 13 different people throughout the film. And it's very it's very irritating because it's, it's how so many people get killed in three. Yeah, the worst it's part so was... so many people get killed in three. When Gail picks it up and she's using it and she sounds like Dewey. Yeah. Talking to Dewey. Yeah. Like, I hate this. Yeah. And there's and I get it because, once again, we're kind of coming at this way later. We've seen this movie enough times. This isn't one I've seen a thousand times. It's definitely up there on that. I've seen it a couple of times. Um, I'd say under ten. 
Yeah. I I'm, think I'm under 10 because under it's 10. not that enjoyable. Yeah, it's not that good. You have the original Scream. You can always go back to, which is something Jake says all the time. If yeah. you like something about a series, obviously give a, a newer one a try. But if you don't like it, then go back to the original. Yeah. Obviously, we're trying to bring content on this to kind of amp up for the excitement for part six. Which I'm very excited about. I'm very excited about part six. There's a lot that's changed, and sometimes that's all it takes to kind of uh, a franchise. Um, you know. Michael Myers was pretty much always in Haddonfield, but in H2O, he travels across the country, blah, 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 blah. Jason Voorhees goes to New York. You know, there's there he goes to hell. He goes to fucking space. He does a bunch of shit. But <laughs> I understand the reasoning behind that because you do, as you know, watching Scream 1, 2, 3, and 4, Woodsboro is Woodsboro. Bad shit's going to happen if Sidney Prescott's name is involved and there's a ghost face-like character. Random people are going to die. Cops are going to die. There's going to be a bunch of slangs. Cops suck. It's just, it's so repetitive and so just bleh. Yeah, well, just like a lot of series, once you've had like three or four movies, it's going to be repetitive. It is. And you can't, unless you try to do something super original, like going to a different area or introducing brand new characters. But with three, you don't have brand new characters. You have some of the same old characters and you're expecting it to be this person, this person. And it ends up. No, I'm not going to get there yet, Josh. Calm down. It's not. There's not much to talk about with it. Yeah, so let's just... Courtney uh, Cox has the worst haircut in the history of mankind in movies. Yeah, so... It I, was the bang one that we talked yeah. about. Yeah, it's. So, it looks like when my sister cut my hair in fourth grade. So I saw something that David <laughs> Arquette was the one who recommended her to get her <laughs> hair cut like that. He was tired of his wife looking good to everybody, I guess. I think they were married then. Yeah, I thought... Yikes. Yeah, it's, it's not a good look. It didn't work out. So is this the one where Gail was the author? Is that three? Or is that four? I think it's four or three. Fuck, I knew this was going to happen yeah, to both too. of us. Son of a Damn. bitch. Well, I was really hoping. Because well, you just watched four today. Yeah, I, well, she was for sure a writer in part four. No, but is I'm talking about, like, when is Allison Brie in it? Four. Allison Brie's in four? Yeah, she's done three. So, like, when they find the stuff in the trunk Four. of the Camry. Four. Okay. Okay. Three is just the Maureen Prescott stuff. Correct. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We're good. We're good. We're good. We're getting there, boys, girls, ladies, gentlemen. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, It's just, it, and I just watched it. And it's not, it's, you know, we, we are able to, to kind of do something in this podcast that surprises us both. Where we'll watch something and we'll just find different things to like, and like I said at the beginning, insert ourselves in or like kind of compare to or like what, what would happen then. But we covered one and two last week and three is just a, a just a cookie cutter version of it. It really is. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that I think I enjoy about part three is the fact that it shows them making like the stab movie. Yeah. So it's like a movie, yeah, with, a movie within a movie. Yeah. And you, you're, they're killing off. The characters of that movie and the order in which they died in the real story, which are, is our scream. I mean, they're in a sense. Okay. Well, the I don't movie think it's confirmed. Within a movie concept is pretty cool. This is the first time they did something like that? It had to have been. Yeah, I think they they mentioned Stab in part two, I think. But they're already on Stab 3. Yeah. In Scream 3. Yeah. It's coming out at the same time. How? Wouldn't. Would you have made? Well, would well, you have made a movie about a, a a town's mass murder that same year? Usually, there's like a. Well, I think. Well, I'm thinking this. They a, were a timeline. Well, I think after 
maybe part two. The stab movies are their own thing. And now, because we find out the killer is one of the directors of Stab 3. Yeah, yeah, it's the... So maybe guy, he yeah. was trying to, I don't know, boost up sales for them, I don't know, for the movie. By this Stab 3 is coming out, Thomas going to have some real murders happening, so it's like parallel to each other. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Th- the movie isn't good. But the, the really annoying part is you find out that it was the director is her, is Sydney's brother. Half brother. Half brother. <sighs> Which is, that's a thing. So that's cool. I mean, that's fine. But it kind of goes into our little miniature tantrum I had last week um, where it's like, it still doesn't. He, he He's the reason that um, the original killer, like he gave him all the motivation. He showed him the pictures. He did all that. So he's the reason. Which I, I don't like that. I don't either. It makes no sense. It doesn't make sense. So he's been in control of the killer since part one. So it's always like he's the ultimate ghost faced. I don't know. And is he Sydney's older half brother? Has to be. But he looks younger. Exactly. Ugh. He does look younger. He does look younger. And Which, then, yeah, then they, they, you know, they're obviously like combining the Hollywood aspect. And, you know, it's just. I don't know. Why Why are you killing actors and actresses? Uh, well, In your own movie? Wouldn't that ruin your movie? 100%. Or it could be, well, the movie wasn't out yet, right? No, they were shooting it. Okay, then yeah, it would ruin it. it it's pretty important to have your actors and actresses that you you chose. Yeah, they, they got to be alive. They have to. To be in it. So, and it's just like, I guess that's the difference. Is it's not necessarily killing off the originals. They're killing off other people, but at the end of the day, like, Gail gets stabbed. She's pretty much out of the movie. Like, she gets popped in. Yeah. Wait, no. That's yeah. four. No. Yeah, that's fucking that four. That is four, dude. God uh, damn. Can we? Damn. All right, so three, yeah. The director is her half-brother and is obsessed with the fact that her mom was a bad lady. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for coming to part three. Although, one thing I did enjoy about part three is... Well, well, I thought was interesting is they touched on like how Hollywood was back then. Yeah. Like towards like women. What stuff. they had to do towards women, or yeah. what women had to do in order to make it and yeah. like what, how they were misused and made to do unspeakable things yeah. to just make it. So and I just found it interesting that dimension who put out the film was a Harvey Weinstein company. Oh yeah. Didn't. Yeah. I think that was actually like a thing. Yeah. Like, they intentionally did that. Which is... Because Harvey Weinstein is the biggest yeah. piece of dog shit that's ever existed. Yeah. So I thought that was Right under Hitler. Like, <laughs> a sixteenth of a... an interesting thing to add in the movie. It is. And it's something that, <clears throat> obviously, like, I'm sure other people will dive into a whole lot more. I am happy you brought it up, because I did kind of forget that going into this movie. But it was a big middle finger, and I love anti-establishment type stuff yeah so it is cool that they did that for a harvey weinstein company and i know that i'm pretty sure like courtney cox has had some issues and some of the other people that were a part of this movie had had some issues with him um so it is cool that they did that but now part four um i enjoyed the beginning of this movie a part four of part four okay so part four starts off with three different beginnings 
I thought I thought it was cool. I took myself out of it for a second, and I put myself in whenever this movie came out, probably in the two thousands, had to have been like twenty eleven, I think. Yeah. So I just I just put myself back in the movie theater, and I was like, oh man, it's starting off just like the other ones, but it's not. It's just it's you watching the stab movies and the intros for that, and like it's crazy because Lucy Hale, who is the one that gets her slit throat, yeah, throat slit. <laughs> Throat slit. Throat slit. I was like, yeah, that's it. Yeah, slit throat. <laughs> um, and she's from Pretty Little Liar. She was my favorite character on Pretty Little Liar. Was she? Yeah. Wasn't she in um, Truth or Dare? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think she's also in that. Okay. I should have went with that versus Pretty Little Liar. So that's thanks, okay. Um, but it's cool because it starts off that way. And this is, you are now in modern scream for that time period. So you got like webcams and you got like different stuff like that, which at the time was cool. So I was joking, Jake, we were outside uh, before the episode, and he said Scream 4 was better than Scream 3, and I was messing with him. I was like, oh, no, Scream 3 was way better. No, Scream 4 is, is <laughs> a lot better. It's not great by any stretch of the imagination. But it is better. If you, take, if you do take yourself out, for once again, we've seen it a couple of times, but if you do take yourself out and watch it for its the timepiece that it is, it's actually pretty interesting. The actresses they had, the actors they had, um, really not any of the... Um, I don't think any of the male actors really became much, but the two of the female actors are big stars, um, which is always something you, you kind of see in horror around, but definitely with screen movies. Um, but <laughs> do you have a favorite character from part four? Part four, uh, it'll probably be is it Kirby. Kirby, is that Hayden Penitentiary? Yeah. 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 She's my favorite too. She is good. Yeah, she's awesome. I'm glad she's coming back for part six. Is it confirmed? Yeah, she's in the trailers. I did. I I haven't. Only one I've watched is the teaser. I have refused what? to watch any other trailers. I am not. Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh-uh. Well, uh-uh. if you didn't watch the trailer, you also see it in part five. You mentioned that before. Yeah, you did yeah. mention that that you see her on the yeah. news. But in six the, snippet, the trailer she's in it. So yeah. You know she's that guy. Keep stop ruining stuff for me, man. Just watch the trailer. I'm not watching the trailers. The movie comes out in like four days. Also, no, one day. Knowing, <laughs> knowing time travel. <laughs> <laughs> the movie comes out tonight at 10 a.m., 10 Just, p.m. I think, yeah, Kirby for sure. Kirby and, is a great character. Yeah, because she's she knows her shit as far as Yeah, horror. she loves the horror stuff. And I like the interaction with her and I think Trevor is the boyfriend's name. Yeah, she's... <laughs> she, and just the way... <laughs> She, she's, a, she's a funny character. She is. She Hayden Pinnatier really brought a lot to, I think, this movie. Um, I think the best thing I liked with her was, besides her and Trevor scene, was when she first meets Sydney. Yeah. And she's saying, you know, it's talking about the killer and the stab movies or, you know, like, your life. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, is a, that is a really funny part. Um, so this one, I think it was 10 years post. Post the third one? Third one. Oh, no, probably. Yeah, it's just something like that. Where yeah, I think the first three were out within four years. Yeah, it was 96, 7, 8. Okay, yeah. It had to have been. Or maybe the last one came out maybe 99-ish. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, it was about 10 years later, so probably like 09, I'd imagine. 2010 when this came out. You know. 2011. Oh, it was 2011. Yeah. I thought you just threw out a random number. Yeah, I mean, it sounds right, so I'm going to stick with it. <laughs> Your phone's right there. Um, The... <laughs> You got grown, <clears throat> you got super adult versions of everybody. 2011. All right. So super adult versions of everybody. 
And it's it's interesting because now I think Gail and Dewey have been married. Um, they're doing their thing, and there's still the dynamic of you're not a reporter, you're a reporter, I've solved all these. I wrote the book on this, you make sure to say that in the movie, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, the my my probably my two f- my other favorite characters other than her were the cops. Yeah. Oh, I thought about something. Yeah, Gail does write a book in part three because Dewey quotes it. Yeah. He yeah. quotes the page number and all that shit. Yeah. So the cops? Yeah, the two, the ones that are on house duty. <laughs> they're terrible cops. They're so, they're perfect Woodsboro police. And it's funny. Why do cops have to suck in movies so much? Because if if they were good cops, the killer wouldn't get very far. <laughs> it wouldn't be a very good movie. At least be a decent cop. Dewey. Oh, he's trash. Yeah, he is trash. But in, out of horror cops, he's top tier. Um, oh, yeah, he is. But it's it's cool because they had these two cops on, like, uh, house duty. So there were two houses where the girls were. And for some reason, Hayden Pinatier's character was always at um, Sydney's cousin? Niece? Cousin? Something like that? Cousin sounds right. I think it's cousin. Uh, it's Emma niece also sounds Roberts? Right. Yeah. Her character name was Jill Roberts, I think. <laughs> Easy enough. Um, so th- wh- what I'm leading up to is I think everything that happens between those houses are like the best parts of the movie for me. Um, because there's a kill that happens. That's super cool where Ghostface is on the phone, calls them from Trevor's phone. It's not Trevor. And then he's like, I'm in the closet. And then there's just like super high anticipation. Like Aiden Pinatier's character is like walking up. Kirby is like walking up to the closet. She opens it, flings the clothes. He's not in there. And he goes wrong closet and just busts out and slaughters the girl across like, the house next door, who's another one of their friends, but it is a really good kill. Also brings you right back to Nightmare on Elm Street. There's blood everywhere. She's getting slaughtered. They are just standing there screaming for some reason. Sydney comes up, thinks she's going to save her, runs across the street. Cops are just chilling in the car, or they were walking around the houses. I'm not sure, but they're doing horror cop stuff. Just hanging out. <laughs> and that was a really cool kill. And then Sydney, thinking she's some hero, doesn't doesn't do anything. I just I don't I don't the the longer these movies go on, the less I like Sydney Prescott. There was one, nothing she could do, and two, also. Now we're in the cell phone age. Yeah, it's so hard to pin down who we could be. Yeah, but the phones are now they can text. It's phone it calls. Like such an old person. I do. They can text. They can. You could. You could talk on. There's nothing attached to this. Yeah, you can. I'm walk, talking to the air right now. Yeah, you can walk around and make phone calls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ghostface really amped up once uh, technology advanced. Yeah, he was in the closet. Yeah, make, making the phone call. So, oh yeah. So I wouldn't know how she wouldn't hear him. But. Wait a second. Damn, I just looked right past that. Yeah, the, he's on the phone. He's on the phone talking to them in the closet of the other girls. She's just like looking out the window. I don't hear anything. Damn, that's a good point. It must oh. have been like a real good closet. Or just a hell of a one problem. of them one of them walk in closets, you know? Super deep closet. Deep, like goes back twelve, fourteen. But the feet. way he <laughs> explodes out of it. He's like, I'm in the closet. <laughs> 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 Just just <laughs> <laughs> and he's he, you know he's a, definitely a gangly runner why do they why do you think they always make ghost face seem like it's the same killer the movements the everything it's like as soon as you put that costume on you lose the ability to not take a foot and fly back eight feet or like know. the fact that you're like super animated with your movements like these are know. different killers in every different movie sometimes two different killers in the same movie yeah. which has been the which I whole I, vibe this entire time. I don't like that two killer aspect. 
it's overdone in this, in all of these. Yeah. I think the first one's perfect. Yeah. As we mentioned. Second one. <laughs> yeah. Third one. Don't even. Well, third. Is That's a, only one killer. Yeah. Okay. Then they go back to movie four. movie still sucks. So. <laughs> the one, the one has, killer the one didn't killer. work. <laughs> Fuck it. Go back to but two. But then you got the two killers, and you find out who they are in this movie, obviously, but we're not going to get there yet. But that kill. But then there's a cool scene between the two cops who are on you know, guard duty, and <laughs> they do the like kind of tropey, uh, the one's getting out, and he's like, I'll be right back. And he's like, oh, he literally gets back in the car. He's like, damn. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> and the other one's like, I got this one. Don't worry about it. And then for some reason, they can't talk on the walkie-talkie. Oh, he was playing a prank on him. So the buddy runs back out to the car, and the dude looks dead, and he sits up and scares the shit out of him. But then Ghostface just has been hiding across, like just standing across the street watching this all go down, waiting for his perfect chance. Costume makes sense. I guess you could kind of blend into the night. Yeah. And then stabs the one cop, gets him, but then... Just in the dude's forehead, stabs him with the blade, which I want to know the strength that it would take to get that blade fully into someone's skull. So that's what makes me think. I always think about when they have two killers, which person's doing the killing on certain people. Yeah, but even then, we'll get there. It will take a lot of strength. A lot of strength. To to get, neither one of to these killers. Get through someone's skull. Neither one of these killers are that big or strong. Neither one of them. Yeah. One is mentally stronger than the other. Yeah. But physically speaking, they're small. Both of them. I'm not sure if that person pulled back far enough either. Me neither. To really put it, Gets it through, through someone's his skull. skull. Which is like notoriously a very hard thing. Yeah, people hit it all the time. If you use like saws and shit when you yeah. get in brain surgery and yeah. whatnot. But anyway, but then he gets up and is like still trying to fight back. And Ghostface just lets him. Yeah. He's just standing there. But also, which one I, of the other which things I saw is, was based on a real thing Wes Craven had saw or heard about. Somebody it. getting hit in the head yeah. like that, and they were able still, to. It's like a chicken with his head cut off. They were like still swinging, yeah. just like interact yeah. for a while. Also, a if seconds. you remember, um, we always kind of compare episodes because you know we did that. But when we did Hush, the big guy, yeah, he still put up a damn near good fight, yeah. getting stabbed in the neck. Yeah. So there, I mean, I know that's a thing because your adrenaline's still kicking. Yeah, neck, I get. But brain, but yeah, I mean, it depends on, it's gonna, it's going to sound so, I'm not a brain expert, but it does depend on where it went in. You can still have like a, it's possible we only use 10% of this fucking thing. Yeah, well, I think it was, to me, it seemed like something to where it triggers like a. It's like a fight or flight. Yeah, it triggers almost like a fight or flight or like a, a memory kind of thing too. Yeah, and he's a cop, so he would be trained in order to keep going. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. No matter what. Yeah. So, so he, I think that would play into it a lot. Yeah, it was him getting out of his car and he never goes to worst of the face at all. He can't see. He, I think he was. He literally just. He had nothing but the movements. Gets out and just starts swinging, just yeah. walking. Yeah. And then so. he, what does he say? He says something right before he dies. Does he? Yeah. He, I swear he says something and then he hits the ground and falls down. It's like damn scary movies or something. It's something along those lines or it's something along that. that well, It's like a, almost he, like a nice little break from. If he says damn scary movies. That'd be great since he was in Scary Movies. Yeah, it has to be something along that line. I wish I would I thought about writing it down, but I was watching it. So okay. I didn't have my notepad available. <laughs> but um, he does. I'm pretty sure he says something. If anybody knows, comment um, what he says. Or he could have just fallen and died. I could have yeah. been dreaming. Who knows? Um, <laughs> like my body bag walking out the window. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I loved that those those outside of the house kills, and then also the they're the mom of Jill. She has a pretty good death too. She they're holding Ghostface out, and Sydney's like, "Get low," oh, and she gets yeah. low and forgets about the mail slot. So I don't know if everybody knows this, but doors used to or might still, I'm not sure, came with mail slots right at like dog teeth level. And he just right into her. Yeah, but that wouldn't happen though. The stab? Yeah, that wouldn't happen. Your hand, I don't think you're, depending on the size of the blade, it could work. Yeah, I don't think if someone has her back up against that and your back's against the part. I think it got her in the back of the neck. But it's the part that keeps it closed. So there's no way you have enough force to push it through, open it back up, and get her in the back like that. Maybe it was broken. Maybe theirs didn't have the flap. We don't know the the, the door dynamic. I'm <sighs> sure we could go back in the movie and probably figure out. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was covered. But but mm. still a cool kill, though. Yeah, it was a cool, cool kill. Because yeah, yeah. I, I blame Sydney. I 100% How blame Sydney. How dare you blame Sydney? Because she said to get low. I mean, If Sydney would have just decided to do what she was already thinking... Guess what? We ain't got to deal with Sidney Prescott no more. I guess in the moment, you're not. You're just going to do it. But the thing is, is like, why don't you do what you're thinking instead of saying it and making somebody else? Because I'm the leader. I'm Sidney Prescott. Yeah, get over your victim mentality. This, this is my show, all right? God, dude. You got to listen to what I said. Her character just sucks. I don't like it. If, you've, if you're now on a fourth movie, <laughs> you've had a lot of practice. Dealing with ghosts. Now, granted, they're all different. True. But they're all the same. They're all just people trying to kill you. You have the worst survival instincts. You do always run upstairs. You do always get into situations that are hard to get out of. But also, I think in the back of her head, she knows that she's Sydney Prescott. So she's like not going to die until somebody takes off their masks and tells her what they're doing. No, I think what she knows is she has backup at all times. Well, not always, not throughout this movie. She could have died three or four times before Gale and Dewey even came near. Dewey wasn't as big a part of this movie as the other ones. True, but... he was out, like, still trying to be a cop and, like, actually do his job. Good for him. He didn't. He was. Up, he didn't end up on a stretcher he in didn't, this movie. But he did take the butt of the knife in this one. I'm wondering if I mixed those up. No, that was three. That was three. That was three. Yeah. God damn, I can't get those. But the point is... Yeah. He was doing his job. He was doing his job as the sheriff. And he was, this is the most adult, normal Dewey you oh, get yeah. until we 100%. get into five, because that's depressed. Sad, Dewey. Just, yeah. But this is the most, like, what you hoped for, for Dewey. You know, he's got Gale. He's got his job. He's trying to keep everybody safe. Is he good at it? Fuck no. No. He is not. He's always in the wrong place. Uh, but it's, 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 it, it is what it is. Gale gets stabbed. She goes on her little mission. And it's cool. I think their little party that they throw is pretty cool where they do like the Stabathon, the movies. Yeah. In the, in the farm. That's pretty cool. Or in the uh, barn. Barn. Thank yeah. you. Um, and Gail got stabbed. So something that really irritates me is the inconsistencies of stab wounds and the effect they have on people in all of the Scream franchise. What do you mean? Some people get stabbed in the stomach. They're dead. They're done. It's over. Some people get stabbed in the shoulder and they're out for the rest of the movie. I don't think they could afford Courtney Cox in this movie, so they just had her on for the little bit that she did um, because she gets stabbed in the shoulder in a pretty early part in the movie, and she's just out of the movie until the very end. Um, but it's just like, you know, you told me that Kirby lives. She gets stabbed twice in the stomach, close range. It was an emotional kill. There was motive behind it. It shouldn't have been that 
that survivable because other people have been st- all right. Other than getting yeeted off the parking garage, Alice and Bree's character got stabbed in the tummy a couple of times, but she got yeeted off the parking garage. So I'll she give him that one. <laughs> you haven't heard that in a while. Yeah, hey, I did sneak in another <laughs> yeet. That's like in two, three. Um, but yeah, it's just there's inconsistencies on stabs, and you know if you watch five or our episode on five, there's a couple in that one that also like how did you survive? And then you can say, oh, but it was the smaller of the killers. Maybe they weren't as strong. And of course, I could give you that at some capacities, but it just it just seems like you don't know who's like. If you're a main character, you can get stabbed multiple times and you're gonna live. But if you're a side character, you just take one to the tummy and you're gonna die. Yeah, it doesn't matter how important you are to the movie. But you brought us something interesting. So let me ask you this, real quick: Who do you think kills who throughout the movie? Like the kills we have, who do you think of the two? The main is the dude. You think it's so? always the dudes. It's always the male characters that are majority kills. Okay. But also, I don't like the size that they chose for this. I'd rather the boyfriend have been the not, not the character of the boyfriend, the actor of the boyfriend. It the size made more made more sense because when you remember that scene where the cop gets stabbed in the dome, uh-huh. Ghostface is almost towering over him. Yeah, that's a grown man. These are high school students. One's a female. One's a male that is not big in stature. He's like a dorky, long-haired guy. Yeah. I don't. I I I told. I talked about it on one and two. Obviously hated in five. Four does the same fucking thing. Three, whatever. That size made sense. It just sucks. Okay. Everything about the killer in three, other than the story of the killer, made the most sense. It, it's a crazy. <laughs> just, it, it, I thought as you were saying it, it is almost like it's the exact same person being Ghostface every single time from the movements. Yes. It's the same like stunt the, actor. The, the way they kill, the way they clean their knife. It's all the exact whoa, whoa, same whoa, thing. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The cleaning of the knife thing is a stew theory. We're not getting into that. They all do it. They don't all do it. <clears throat> they did it in how Scream. Many, how many times did they do it in Scream 4? Zero. Uh, twice. Zero. Zero. Twice. They do not do the coveted stew knife clean other than in 1 and 5. They do it in part 4. No, they don't. I saw it twice. No, you didn't. You're dreaming like my body bag window <laughs> shit. <laughs> Maybe I didn't see it twice. <laughs> so spoiler that we just spoiled. The killer is a small boy and the cousin. Emma Roberts, who is a 110-pound, 5-foot-1 female. That's where they started this trend that led into five. So the only reason why I think she could have done some of the kills is when she takes the knife and it's like running to the wall or something. She is the mentally strongest ghost she's, face. She's a fucking lunatic. Ever, she is a lunatic because she's trying to make the story believable. So like in one, when Stu and... Um, Billy? Billy have their little stabathon. Um, this one she has to do herself because she has already killed everyone around. And the one thing I will give this one is she that she killed her co co conspirator. In the heart. In the heart. And he loved her. She didn't care. She wanted all the fame and all the glory. She recorded all these kills. She wanted to be the new victim. She wanted to be the new Sydney. She she was tired of always being compared to her because she's a cousin from Woodsboro or something. I don't know. Yeah, cousin, you rarely fucking see. I don't think they'd ever met. They've met before. Because oh. she, she, when she gives her a hug, she said, I haven't seen you in oh, okay. X amount of time. All right, my bad. I, you, I don't always pick up on these minor details. Yeah, so she like knows. Like the stew knife clean thing. I don't have to check you on that. Yeah, I mean, I, I made that up. 
I told you, motherfucker. You did. I told you, I man. It's that. a it's a it's a it's a theory that's leading into six. What? Um Yeah, man. Well, he's back in part six? No. I'm bowling out through Lillard. He's not back. <laughs> he, he's not back. Hey, Amen. So Sydney's gonna be the killer in six, and we'll all be fine. It'll all make sense. I feel like she finally snapped. They've all been in enough screen movies. Eh, I think we're good. Why is it when we cover bad movies, are they so fucking hard to remember? Oh, I know, because they're all the same. That could be. Yeah, dude, they all blend into one thing, so it's hard to, like, pick apart different aspects of it. Yeah, they're all, like, literally the same movie, yeah, just so, with different killers. I mean, I, I actually watched these fully. Yeah. Expecting my brain to be like, I got you, bro. Nope, same thing. I got nothing, dude. My brain is blank. So you figured out who the killers were. And then you get to the end where, so the cops find her. It looks like she's the, she survived, da-da-da-da-da. And then they're in the hospital, and Dewey's like, hey, you survived. Like, congrats. And she's like, oh, how's Gail? She's fine. She's like, oh, we're wound twins or something of that nature. Dewey's like, cool. Well, I'm out. I'm a cop. I'm going to go do some cop shit. And then she's like, oh, he tells her that Sydney also might make it. She's pulling through in ICU. Mind you, Sydney Prescott is laying in a bed in a gown. It looks fine. A-okay. Hanging out. Just chilling. Um, she took a knife stab in the gut. Couldn't tell. Well, well, the one thing I did like is when Jill's character is like punching her in the stomach, you can see the blood start again. And she's like, how about them stitches? And I'm like, this little girl is ruthless. She is a savage. And in those instances, the size difference isn't that big a deal. But you're also watching the little girl attack Sydney Prescott, so it makes sense. It's not Ghostface. So the one thing I, I could be wrong, but when he when she says that they're wound twins, or yeah, buddies or whatever, does she ever specify where they got stabbed at? The shoulder, because she's like, oh, I got stabbed in the shoulder. We're wound, like we got the same wound. It's it's very much the only person that would know that is the stabber. Hmm. Because Gail, like I said, she's been out of the fucking movie. This is the new, since she got stabbed, this is it. So it was her in that scene. So you asked me who killed who? She's the one that, and she didn't want to kill her because she wanted her to be able to write her story, help her write her story. Okay. But Dewey's dumbass didn't even pick up on it. And Gail's like, how would she know? And Dewey's like, son of a bitch. And then he does his Dewey run down the fucking hospital hallways. If only he knows that's where he's going to die. Yeah. He probably would have thought a little bit hard. And then he gets knocked out by a bedpan. And the funny thing is, is he's like, what did she hit me with? And they're like, yeah, don't worry about it. So (laughs) I couldn't think of the word because I I knew you were going to that next. Yeah. My mind just kept saying piss pot. No, it's a bedpan? Like piss pot, piss pot, piss pot. I mean, that can't be it. Yeah, it's a bedpan. Bedpan. Yeah, it's a bedpan. It is a piss pot. Yeah. But. Sometimes you have to shit in it too, so it's, that's why it's called a bedpan. Uh, is there where people get the saying not having a pot to piss in? Probably, I think people also used to legitimately piss in pots because they didn't have like bathrooms, and when you'd wake yeah. up in the middle of the night, instead of walking three hundred feet to your outhouse, you just roll over and find a bucket. Yeah, I or, don't know, or, I, your, or your bedpan, or your <laughs> your bedpan. Uh, he gets knocked out by a bedpan. It's just Dewey one hundred and one. <laughs> it really is. He's like he's a, you got to think this motherfucker is the sheriff. They call him Chief. So I don't know if he's a chief or a sheriff, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> what, what's his real name? Dewey? Yeah. His name can't be Dewey. I think it's Dewey. Dwight? No, I think it's Dewey. I don't think it's Dewey. Because I think in part one, 
Tatum calls him Dewey. He tells her to call him something else. His name can't be Dewey. Yeah, he says, call me, um, like, a, what are the sheriff's little helpers? Deputy? Yeah, he says deputy. Deputy what, though? His last name. Which is? Uh-huh. Okay. They probably say it a hundred times through these movies. <laughs> probably do. <laughs> We're just I'm bad at names. There's no way his name is Dewey. His first name is Dewey, but his last name is Dewey. Sheriff So-and-so. Dewey's like a nickname for something else. All right, go ahead. I, what? Um, so he gets be. knocked out by a bedpan, and it's just Dewey 101 because he always gets, like, the worst kinds of injuries. Dwight. Oh, it's Dwight what? Dwight Riley. Riley, Sheriff Riley, yeah. yeah. Um, But the thing is, is once again, slightly irritated. You're a sheriff. You've been a cop for quite some time. You don't know how to clear a room after everything you've been through? He is knowing, up in that thing. Knowing that th- what you think is going on is going on. Mind you, she's tiny. She's going to be able to hide well. And you still take the bedpan to the dome enough times to knock you out cold. Not even just like a out of the game for a second. Yeah. He's just sleep. <laughs> Drops his gun, gives her a weapon to use, and then the other deputy comes in and almost saves the day, but it looks like she got shot in the head. But she just dramatically fell when she took two to the vest. And Gail was able to distract Jill just long enough for Sydney to fry her brain with the little paddles. Which I thought was very interesting. It's cool. Also, you expect it, though. Also, I'm not 100% sure that would kill you. Oh, yes, it would. You think so? Oh, she cranked that thing to max. Mm. That is going to fuck your shit up. You ever, do you know why they say clear? Why does it say clear? Because if you're touching them, there's a good chance you're going to die. Mm. Your body can handle the amount of electri- electricity that it needs yeah. to keep running. But if you do more than that, like electrocution by like wires, they are having to jolt you with enough to get your spark going again. Mm-hmm. But when you're deceased, because most people are when they're getting defibrillated. Yeah. I think that's my yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So that's why when they say clear, it's for you to get your hands off of them. Because mm. anybody that's still, like in basketball, I don't know if you remember that amazing I did, movie. I do. Yeah, that was legit. When he zaps them and then. Uh, little dude's like, ah! so if I'm still holding you or touching you, you were completing all. the circuit. Damn. So electricity, electricity only flows. That's why, like, if you were to just grab a power line and your feet aren't touching anything, you're not going to get shocked. You have to complete it. So your feet have to be on the ground. So that's why in Jurassic Park, yes, th- that kid got fucking yeeted. Yeah, off the, off the off the fence fence because he the fence is on the ground and he completed that. Yeah, well, when you I, I went to school for HVAC, and you have to go through OSHA training, and they oh, teach you all of that stuff. Okay. Also, you're supposed to smack them with a piece of wood if you're getting electrocuted. Well, Ooh. it's actually called shocked electrocution. It's death. We got an episode of fucking Bill and I up here going. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm actually smart when it comes to some <laughs> things. Uh, but, yeah, that's why they say clear, so you can make sure you're off of the body and not continuing the circuit um, of the electricity because it could fuck you up pretty bad. But if you're putting max voltage to the brain, it's, it's going to fry your shit. You're dead. Well, she popped back up. So I guess I'm wrong. Yeah. Because all scream killers are superhuman, too. All of them. They have to be. Yeah, and they get shot a couple hundred times, and they just pop right back up. Also, I will say, just to circle back on Dewey real quick, there's a scene where Gail almost gets got. She's outside, and he lays down, like, six perfectly placed shots 
on the ghost face and he just rolls underneath the SUV and disappears. Um, good job. He's obviously been practicing his shots. I was proud of him. It was, it was a proud, it was a proud fan moment. Good job, Dewey. Good job, Officer Riley, Sheriff Riley. All right, buddy. Uh, that's pretty much the whole movie. Everybody lives. Everybody dies. All right. Scale of one to ten. Four, three, four. On a scale from one to ten, Scream Three is a four. That's <laughs> so confusing. Okay, what's four? Oh shit. <laughs> On a scale of one to ten, scream four. <laughs> I think it's like a six and a half. Okay. What about right. you? Uh, scream three is a three. And <laughs> it is a three. Yeah. Scream four is, I'll give it a five eight. Okay. Yeah. I just don't think it, it stands up. It doesn't hold the test of time quite as well as some of the other ones that I would like to compare. Yeah, to. one and two are obviously the superior movie up to that point. Yeah, but even then, two can. I, five is better. Yeah. And I just, you know, but hey, guys, guess what? March 10th, the day after this episode comes out, is Jake's birthday. It is. And also the official release day of Scream 6. But more importantly, my birthday. But more importantly, it's Jake's birthday. Last year, when we did a birthday episode for him, it did very, very well. Um, I do not anticipate the exact <laughs> same kind of numbers because Screaming 3 and 4 just don't bring out the people. I mean, it was hard to talk about. This was a hard episode. It did not go exactly how I wanted it or how I planned it, but I still had a good time doing it. Yeah, it lasts about 20 minutes longer than I thought it would. Yep, yep. Maybe we drug it out. Not in a bad way. We were able to continue talking about yeah, stuff. Yeah, but it I gets it, I just got super confused because they just blended into one whole movie. I got confused me. a lot, too. So I do apologize for that. But, hey, hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Um, next thing you know, you have six. And it's going to be, I, I'm just going to say real quickly, I think it's going to uh, revamp. Nah, I don't want to say revamp. It's going to be a very good movie. Uh, I'm going to pre- Rate this bad boy at a 7-4. I hope it's the last movie. Yeah, it's going to be a 7-4. What's your bold prediction on it? 7-4? Yeah. I mean, one, it comes out on March 10th. Yeah, and it's in New York. Two, you're in New York. I'm going to say eight and a half. Eight and a half. You yeah. heard it here on the J Squared Horror Podcast it's, first. It's going to be the second best movie in the franchise. Yeah, I, I hope it is. I actually hope it's better than one somehow. That's not Some bad. way. But it's going to be hard to do. Jake usually likes sequels, so if he just looks at one and six, who knows? Yeah, true. <laughs> he does like them when they go to New York, I tell you what. I do love that. <laughs> so thank you guys uh, for tuning into this episode. Next week, we are obviously going to be covering the movie that we just discussed here at the end. Uh, we don't wait long for spoilers. so Watch it. Watch it this weekend. Watch it when it comes out. Because come next Thursday, <laughs> we are doing an episode <laughs> on it. So with that, Scream 6 next week, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we are very excited to talk about that because yeah. new movies, uh, unless it's Halloween ends, we are super amped on. We are super excited about. Um, so, yeah. And then um, tune in next week. We do have some very exciting news about some things that are coming down the pipeline, some mm -hmm. stuff we've never done before. Um, so, yeah. Anything else, Buff? No. <laughs> I was going to see if you would break the silence. No. But you, you held true. Yeah. Uh, don't forget www.jsquaredhorrorpodcast.com if you want to be on an episode, if you're interested in um, giving an episode idea, 
paranormalitymagazine.com, J2Horror at checkout, 10% off. Big shout out to all of our supporters, Jeff Balance, who does our design work, Lecky Riggs, who does our intro and our outro music, Trademark Printing, who does our printing needs. Thank you to Jake for being the world's greatest co-host a man could ask for. Thanks. Thank you to all the fans, subscribers, and listeners that we have. Uh, We see you. We love you. And with that, this is the J Squared Horror Podcast. My name is Josh. And I'm Jake. You guys have a great week. And always remember, it's hip to be squared.